Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 128 of Games My Mom Found. And who's excited they can finally mate with me tonight? Mm, I'm not answering that one. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> uh, I had to go with that because, I mean, this game, it just that's what they kept saying every time. He got so excited. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I purposely wanted to lead with the dumbest thing I could think of from this game. <laughs> I'm getting it. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm Pooh fan Michael K. Hughes, I guess. Who is our special guest? It's me. Like, I, I have to introduce myself. I, I, I... That's how I do it on this show, I know. It's on like most shows, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's me, Jeff Quirk. <laughs> uh, I think you're coming on the fourth time you've been on the show. Yeah, yeah. Any any chance I can get to talk about Cubivore? Yeah, apparently I will. I will leap at that opportunity. <laughs> Somehow more weird than Gotcha Force that we had on you last season. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And before we go too far, I want to give a quick mention that we do have a Patreon poll that you can go on for a dollar and sign up for our Patreon, and you can vote for what's going to be the there'll be different episodes that we we'll letting you vote for each month. But the first one will be our first pilot test episode. Definitely go check that out. It's currently a tie, so we need to fix that. Otherwise, I decide to tie. So <laughs> go go vote on there. And uh, Mike, why don't you introduce what we're talking about? Because this is completely your idea. Uh, we were talking about Cubivore from the great year of 2002. Oh my god, in 2002. <laughs> Explains a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a sordid history with that year on the show. Do tell. <laughs> we played Robotech Battlecry and a few other games from 2002 that were just not, uh, did not uh, hold up well. Star Wars Bounty Hunter Blood Omen 2, I think, was 2002. Yep. Eternal Darkness, which is probably the best one we played. It is. So Cubivore was published by Atlas and made by Intelligent System, which was originally supposed to be an N64 game that then came out for the GameCube. And yeah, and I think it was a it was published in Japan by Nintendo, but for whatever reason, they didn't bring it over here, even though oh, they had pl- they planned to at some point, because uh, there's a Cubivore trophy in Melee. It's Mesh Brothers Melee that says it's a future title. It just didn't end up happening for whatever reason. It's really weird. Now it's like they didn't think we could handle this completely normal game. Yeah. So Jeff, have you played this? You played this before back in the day, haven't you? Oh yeah, 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 definitely. I I was a huge GameCube fan at at this time, and I bought it. Uh, you could it, apparently like you look at how much this game is is worth <laughs> in the secondary market now. Uh, it's difficult to imagine, but there was a time where you could walk into a store and just pay a normal amount of money for it and have your own copy. And that's what I did when it mm-hmm. came out. I think I mentioned it on the gotcha force episode, but I paid $7 and 50 cents for this game new. <laughs> yeah. So to go on eBay and see that it's going for like $800 is just the best thing. I love it. Yeah. It's insanity. <laughs> it's not worth it at all. Rude. Well, I don't think many games are ever worth that price. To, oh to be no. Fair. Yeah. I'll give you that. I mean, especially when all the money's not going, it's just going to some guy who sat on the copy for, you know, mm-hmm. 10 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, their contribution is not opening it. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kudos. Uh, so I had, I had only heard of this game once before because of somebody in Overblood, uh, James Johnson, a friend of mine had, po- would, had posted and talked about this game before. I don't know why, but he'd mentioned all oh, this weird ass game that he had too. And I remember looking it up and I just saw like the weird Minecraft looking designs. I'm like, what the hell is this crap? And <laughs> that was it. I never thought about, I never thought I, in a million years, I actually be playing it. Mm-hmm. But then again, <laughs> you know, so, so this is your first experience with the game, as you're saying. Yes. Before we break it down, I want you to give us the, the back of the box blurb on what this game is. 
You get born, <laughs> you eat things, and get really, really excited when you get raw meat and then or raw bone and then can mate. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I just couldn't get over how how funny it would get every time he get like, I can finally mate, I can mate. I'm just like, okay, that that this is it was hilarious to me. And each child has an extra limb. Yes, <laughs> which is less weird than it sounds. <sighs> this is so strange. <laughs> I mean, there's a story, I guess, right? Something. Yeah, you're trying to kill the killer cubivore so you can be the king of the cubivores. Yeah, they lay it out in uh, in a relic of the era, an unskippable cutscene. Mm. It seems to go on forever, but um, <laughs> yeah, it just basically explained that all the color had been taken out of the world, and you, as this weird little polygonal guy, have to run around and, like you say, conquer the rest of the uh, animal kingdom. Yeah. The gimmick, though, is that they're all like heads, right? That are mm-hmm. cubes, appropriately enough. And the other parts that make up their bodies are these really slim cubes also. But they're kind of like flaps and they're arranged in different ways. So there might be like a series of them strung together. So they're kind of snake like or if you had like two of them underneath your cube, they kind of approximate legs and everything. So <laughs> it's... I was like, oh, I'm going to go into this. I'm going to challenge myself not to use the word strange or weird. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to stick to that, but it is. It's an interesting idea. It kind of reminds me of that old SNES game. What Evo? Uh, that yeah, was, Search for Eden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where the, the goal is you're like a little guy and you're eventually mm-hmm. eating your way up the food chain and you're becoming more and more powerful. And you can kind of choose how you evolve and what attributes you get to a certain degree. And and uh, yeah, that's, I think, what they want it to be. I don't know that it's necessarily successful at delivering that fantasy, though. Yeah. As far as it being weird, I don't know why you would think that, even though IGN has a quote on the cover of the box right under the logo that says, one of the most bizarre video games ever created. <laughs> and that's, yeah. I guess, like, the tone of it is kind of funny, but it's not really that I guess like it's not as weird as I remember it being. I guess uh, other than like the visual style is kind of yeah. funny. It, it's it's strange, but I guess all games of that era are strange because nobody knew what they were doing. Yeah, that's <laughs> especially early 3D. Oh yeah. But visual style, I think, is where a lot of it comes into play. My wife saw me playing this. Apparently, I never showed her this game before. She just walks in. She's like, "What the hell am I looking at?" So I yeah. had to <laughs> had to explain it. That must have been interesting, trying to explain this game. At the time, I was a one-limb thing, and I was using... I think it was purple, which we'll get into the colors later, but... Mm-hmm. So I was using my, my one limb to just kind of push my head sideways as I moved. She's like, what? what is happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is so... It's such a different game that I wasn't expecting. Like, I knew nothing about this coming into it other than I just saw the art, but I wasn't expecting the first thing I would see is you're born. You're popped out and you're born as a little baby mm-hmm. pig. It was like, Piggy Mike was bored. I'm like, what? what, what? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> it was just the weirdest thing. And I'm just like, okay. And as you were saying, you just have the one limb, then you just hop around. And he looks so stupid on one limb. I hate mm-hmm. it. <laughs> it's very slug-like. He's kind of like slithers. Yeah. At least there's a tutorial. I mean, the game yeah. teaches you how to play, at least on like some games I know we've done on the show. From that year. Yeah, I, I was like, I remember when it first came out, I really enjoyed it and had re- fond memories of it and everything but going back to it it's i felt like i was only getting every other tutorial section because it, <laughs> it, i just had this the sense that i was missing something fundamental about the way that it was 
playing. Uh, it just everything felt a little off, you know, just from everything from like the way that you attack to like I just feel like I understand about seventy five percent of the way that you evolve, <laughs> and that twenty five percent that's missing is really what kept me from enjoying it to its fullest again. I think. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like it was eating 25% of my inputs, too, and I was trying to do things like attacks, so Mm -hmm. that all evens out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I I felt like that, too, so it wasn't just me, then, because there'd be times where I hit a button, he just wouldn't do anything, but just sit there and get, like, just sit there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so, like, basically, the the crux of it is you're, like, in these, like, wide corridors, I guess you could say, and they're kind of textured to look like you're outside. There's a big square sun or moon, depending on time of day. And a few animals that are running around that are also cubes. And you kind of, the combat on it, you have like free motion and like in true GameCube fashion, you've got the C-stick controls the camera and the four cardinal directions, basically. So it's not like a free camera, but it's not totally terrible. Like, and they make concessions for like, if you're like toward the edge of some kind of geometry, it goes translucent, which is great. Like Mm -hmm. at that time, a lot of cameras would just like spin around and lose their brains and you wouldn't <laughs> be able to tell what was going on. So like that was good. But then like the way that you you fight is you lock on to an enemy and then you push a button to pounce. And the pouncing I found to be wildly inconsistent. Like I would either zoom past an enemy or I would hit him for like one damage. And then like randomly it just seemed like or what I interpreted to be random. Like sometimes I'd be do like 10 damage and it's like it, it's. I don't know how much of it was like an RPG system or if I was like messing up some timing or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if you hit him in the back, it did more damage, but I agree with you. Like there'd be times where I would hit him the same way and it would just different numbers would pop up and I had no mm-hmm. idea what was happening. Yeah. I know there's some kind of crit factor to it, but usually it'll kind of alert you that that's happening. Mm-hmm. Before we move on from the camera, my main complaint is that the horizontal's inverted and there's no way to change it. Mm-hmm. And wow. occasionally it just got stuck at a very low angle or a very high angle. It oh, really yeah. want, wanted me to see what's in the distance and not what was right in front of me or vice versa. <laughs> so, yeah, that doesn't, that's not good. No, there were, I didn't have a problem with the camera. I was just, maybe I was just grateful that I had a camera after playing Third Birthday <laughs> that I could move easily. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't, I didn't have, a, it didn't bother me. So that, that was one thing that was nice about it. But yeah, it is, it's, it is strange. Yeah. It, it was a camera that was hard sometimes to like not always focus on what you wanted to. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm also accustomed to having that freedom with the camera where, like, I'm very particular about where the placement is and I'm always babysitting it in most, like, third-person games. So this, it took me a while to get back to that mindset of, like, oh, yeah, I'm really not in control here. And this just, <laughs> I'm just a visitor in this place. It's a very Mario 64 camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, it was a 64 game. Yeah, maybe that's where it stemmed from. They're just like, yeah, it's fine. We won't update it. yeah. It wasn't. It didn't bother me a whole lot. I mean, though there were many times when I was holding down R, trying or holding down L to lock on the enemy, holding R to run towards the enemy, and have no idea where they are other than my little mini mm-hmm. map shows there's a there's a red dot somewhere, and I would go and jump at him, miss him, and then just sit there and be like, oh, and then watch him as he ate me instead. This is yeah, how that's... I feel about space shooters because I have no spatial awareness whatsoever. So you got to experience that on at least a two D plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that if this had come out a little bit later, there would have been. Like maybe some more aggressive lock on that it would also kind of nudge the camera a little bit. That's the the tricky part though is like you're like you say you you, you lock onto an enemy and they're off camera. You have to find out where they are and kind of manage the visual positioning as well as like your character's positioning, which just it it is a bit of a struggle. Mm-hmm. 
I think a game nice that did the camera. same. The game that did this better was Tokyo Jungle. It's basically the exact Ooh. same mechanics, but it's stuck. The camera is always looking at the side from the side. You don't actually move it around. So mm-hmm. you're basically on this two and a half D plane and it makes it so much easier to keep track of where you are and where the enemies are. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that. That, get, that game is great. It's, it's awesome. Because <laughs> that's the same type of game where you eat things and then get bigger. Uh-huh. And mate and they get better attributes and whatnot. It's, mm-hmm. I wonder if there's like some kind of spiritual sequel to this to some degree. Okay. I mean, that's the whole point of this game. You're just eating everything. And I, I didn't understand how it worked exactly. Because the more people, the more things that you eat, you end up leveling up, which levels up your gut. So then you can, you have, you can, you can have more health essentially. But you also like mutate a whole bunch. And the whole point of the game is you're trying to mutate at least a hundred times to get the real ending. Yeah. Which it doesn't tell you until you get to the no. end. So I didn't really understand the mutating process at all. Other than I would just eat everything I saw just because it was there. I'm like, okay, there's an enemy. I'm eating them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking I, RPG. I really dislike that that design where you have to acquire a bunch of stuff like that's the goal so that even if you find something that works, you know that you're not being encouraged to stick with that because you have to take these lesser things just to fill up your little scrapbook or whatever. So there'd be some forms that I had that would be like, oh, I'm really fast. I could pounce really far and like my pounce attack does a ton of damage. This is great. But I know that I can't stay in this form very long because the game wants me to keep going. Uh-huh. So now I guess I'm going to be some stupid snake thing with a flap <laughs> on my head. And you got to walk backwards. And yeah, then, oh exactly. God, all kinds of bullshit. Yeah. Some of those designs were so bad. I just would hate it because I would get certain designs and I just couldn't play well. Mm-hmm. I would just be terrible mm-hmm. at trying to eat things and just not be happy. I only like yeah. the dog ones. Whenever he, whenever he was shaped like a dog, I was happy. Mm-hmm. So there'd be three limbs, six limbs. I wanted to be a dog. Yep. Absolutely. So, I'm going to ask you, Mike, about a mechanic that I want to make sure you used. When you mate, the form you mate into is one you can revert back to at any time with the D-pad. Oh, my. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I never. I saw it's an easy mutation, but I never once reverted back to anything. Yeah, you can swap through them with the D-pad. <laughs> okay, I did not know that. Yeah, that probably made it a little easier for you. Yeah, this was the era of instruction manuals. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, my copy didn't come with one of those, huh? <laughs> I'm sure I could have found one, but obviously <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I didn't buy this game because I, I'm not spending $800 on this game. I'd buy it for eight bucks though. Yeah, I oh, go yeah. back in time. <laughs> I do like the art style, and I like the fact that the art style was very Minecrafty before we had Minecraft. So everything's oh, cute. Yeah. I think it would have done better if it came out later after Minecraft, if it wouldn't have been sued. <laughs> oh, then it would have just been a Minecraft knockoff, and no one would have played it. I still think it might, it might have done better. It might have been more because that was I mean, there were things that were fun about it, like running around as the different animals and, and transforming was kind of fun. And it even though there's a story, but the story didn't matter. But the whole fact that every time I'd see the white beast that you have to kill that then give you like a raw bone or a raw eye or something of that nature, mm-hmm. which is what then led to you getting, you know, to evolve so you can mate, which was I was amused every time for some reason, whenever they get you, you get all excited, you can mate and then. I actually screwed up at one point in this game because when, after you get the, the raw meat of the item that you need by being a boss, you're supposed to go in a little like heart tunnel and mate. But one time I didn't do that for some reason. I waited and I went and fought the boss, fought everybody, had the hardest time doing one damage. They're doing 30 if they hit me. I'm having to use save states, play really carefully. And then I found out, oh, if I would have just made it, I would have had no problem at all. <laughs> yeah. Mike's like, oh, they took one of my limbs. I'm like, that shouldn't be right. I mean, that, that does happen, but... <laughs> 
Yeah, I didn't like the fact that they could like if they get you, they if they knock your health down to zero, you don't die, but they can grab you, bite you, and take away your limbs. I didn't like that. It kind of prevents you from that game over state right away, at least. Yeah, and then you're bleeding and hopping around with no limbs. Yeah, we just have to eat something else. Eat one of the herb herbivores or whatever herb beasts that are running mm-hmm. around. All the bug things. Yeah, the big grass cube oh, ones. Okay, I didn't know that's what they did. I didn't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> I just played. The the colors and the mutations are, I think, the most fleshed out mechanic in the game. Because, like you said, you kind of get stat boosts for doing certain things, and you find the little training areas dotted around the maps, but mm-hmm. they don't really seem to amount to a whole lot. It says your stats are going up, but you know, there's nothing real tangible other than your character looks a little different. Yes. Yeah. You get like a fang or a little hump <laughs> on your back or horns. When I first got the hump, I started laughing too. <laughs> oh, yeah, because the show is going on on the internet. At one point, I hit 69 hump points, so there you go. All right. I didn't find out you could poop till way later in this game. Oh, yeah, it becomes necessity once you're trying to fill out the, the cubipedia or whatever the hell it's called. I didn't do that. But you could, as you, as you hold different colors for each limb, you can hold a color in one of your limbs, and you're supposed to poop out the color so you can get different colors so you can max out different mutation. And Neat. it's just odd. All of one color to mutate or you know, the light and the dark variant. Oh, mm-hmm. that's how that works? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can also pick up that cube that gives you like a slot machine. Oh, boy. Let's you cycle between the different colors and good luck. Did it once when I had two limbs. And that was it. Mm hmm. Okay, I didn't understand the point of it. I would do it and just give myself a bunch of random colors and go, okay, and then walk away. Mm -hmm. Yep. I didn't understand what I was playing. As far as the poo goes, I wish you could select which limb you were dumping out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's always the, the leftmost one on your little bar. Which makes it a little difficult to... Mm-hmm. If you have purple, black, purple, and you need all purples, I'd rather get rid of that black than the, the first purple that I need. And then the game has like a day and night system where all of a sudden night will happen, everybody goes to sleep, and you just, just all of a sudden wake back up. And I think enemies would get healed sometimes, too, by that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Calling it a system is charitable. Of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're right. Was very yeah, I was hoping those... that would be like, like... Again, it had been so long since I played. As soon as that got to be nighttime, I was like, oh, maybe we'll see some different animal types or something interesting will happen. It's like, no, this is just, I get to watch them sleep for a second. All right. <laughs> and you That's... get a, a dumb limerick about the boss. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the puns. Mm. Yeah. So many puns in this game. And your character says Ack a lot in the dialogue. Yeah, classic Kathy. Yeah, I was thinking that too. <laughs> I didn't watch most of I would just skip everything. I started reading, but I'm like, I don't care about the story in this game. Yeah. So how how long did it take you to completely disengage from it? A few. Well, it didn't help that I had to restart it at one mm-hmm. point. Okay. I got a glitch in the game <laughs> where everything oh, was yeah. black. Oh. So, yeah, the whole screen was just black. I think it was my fault because I was trying to put cheat codes in for infinite okay. health. So then the whole game just went it went like that for me. So I had to restart it. And then I kind of was less engaged in the story after I had to rewatch all, all the cutscenes again that are unskippable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I was still into the game. It took, I would say, nearest the end when I was the chick, the third form, and I just getting tired of, that's not starting to kind of disengage from everything and just kind of just trying to just get done with the game. Especially when I figured out that I only had 50 mutations and I needed 100 to get the real ending. And I'm like, well, <laughs> that, that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of making me less interested, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, like, very grindy. Uh, I think that the pacing of it is just 
glacially slow at times and just everything from like the way that you can sprint, but you really run out of breath fairly quickly. Uh, And most of the enemies are, they do a thing too, which is, I guess, supposed to be supporting the power fantasy that you're becoming stronger. So they'll start running away from you, which is a Mm. phenomenal pain in the ass because there's, you spend so much of the time just praying that they'll make a beeline for a corner so you can actually catch up (laughs) to them. So it feels like you're almost like hurting them as much as you are fighting them. There was this blue thing, bluest blue sight, according to the the wiki, this is the name of the blue species. But I was trying to fight him to complete my my blues, and he walked sideways like some kind of spider thing, mm-hmm. and he was just making circles around me, and I was trying to get close to him, and he would space out a little more, and just went on entirely too long before I finally just gave the hell up. Oh so, yeah. yeah. Right with you yeah. there. And there were like boss fights where it's just like it's just a battle of attrition and it's just who can connect first. It's not interesting. There was like one of them that took like 10 minutes just <laughs> we're circling around each other. And it's like, I think at that time, the form I was in was like my face was on the wrong sort of on its side, kind of. So like <laughs> yeah. aiming myself was just I don't know. It was very frustrating. And it's it, it, make, it makes it more frustrating because I think the core of the idea is really sound. And I think it does some really interesting things and uh i think as with a lot of games from this era that i still have fond memories about it just feels like boy the sequel to this would have been amazing oh yeah yeah for sure yeah, i can agree with that i would i would have liked i would like to see a sequel we're not going to but i would like to yeah because yeah. it, it i did have fun like I, this was a podcast game for me i got caught up in all my podcasts during while playing this game because i would just <laughs> throw one on mm-hmm. not pay attention to anything just listen to people talk and just play the game and I, I enjoyed it for the most part like that yeah it was I mean, you are right some of the boss fights are ridiculous of just especially every, almost every boss has a bunch of minions with them too and I, and I would try to use the you know the MMO in me when I used to play MMOs and like pull the enemies and you mm-hmm. don't this game does not when you try to pull someone like oh you want to pull okay let's all go get them I'm like no no I don't want to mm-hmm. get murdered yeah I just want to kill one of you <laughs> yeah and just managing like multiple targets being like okay I'm trying to work on this one guy he's got half health everyone else is at full health it's I think it's more difficult than it needs to be, or even that the designers intended just the, the limitations of the control and the lock on and the way that it works. You the can't worst use what you lock on, I think, right? Like there's no way to move it. No, you just kind of have to hope that it's trying to see the game the same way you are. Mm-hmm. The worst is when you're trying to kite someone away and they end up in one of those healing mountains. Oh yeah. It, it works for them too. Oh man. Yeah. yeah they're, there was one boss fight where I did that, where I kept trying to bring him over there, and he kept going. And I, I would, I would run, go to the oasis to fight, and then he'd run back to the oasis. He'd mm-hmm. run in there with me. I'm like, no, no, don't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real chore to force. Yeah. yeah, I was, I would have to stay away from the oasis, even though I'm dying, and try to like get them to forget about me. Which it, they can go for a while before they forget about you too. Mm-hmm. There are yeah, I'm like. I mean, and another like big thing about this game is you have three different forms that you take. You first you start out as a pig, and then as the game progresses, you go into it, you become a bear, and then and then you become a chick for some reason. Natural progression of things. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking pig, bear, you know, something bigger than a bear, but I mean, maybe bear be the final and chick be the first, pig be the middle, but uh, you know, whatever. Or yeah. at least like an eagle or something. Yeah, it's uh, chick, baby chicken. <laughs> it's so weird, and then. So did anyone else get DBZ vibes in, in this game after you? Because after you finished each form, you have a little scene where he mates with the, the Ultra mate, and then he dies. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. What do they call it? I wasn't paying uh, attention. Shoot. I can't remember. It's, oh, it's, it's all fine. 
it's some kind of pun. No. I'll look it up. Keep talking. But that that all when when you die and then all of a sudden you're in heaven, you have a little halo above your head and you're running around. All I can think of was Dragon Ball Z when Goku dies for the first time. That's all that came in my head. Contumate. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just remembered it. Oh, nice. <laughs> I mean it was it was interesting to see that. That's that's where I had the first glitch where I couldn't see anything, so I couldn't see the rainbow bridges to get across the level. Uh, like, yeah, really play. It was just your halo and like a black void. Uh-huh. I thought that's what the game was supposed to be. I'm like, okay, well, I died, <laughs> so maybe that's what it's supposed to be. And I sent a picture to Mike. He's like, no, that's a glitch. I'm like, <laughs> like is this a glitch? I'm like, yeah, that's a glitch. I almost quit the game right there. I didn't want to keep going. I didn't want to restart. I'm like, I already played for two hours. I want to be done. Yeah, but then you knew what you were doing, at least. It went by a lot faster, yeah. Once I understood this weird game, even though I'd get upset whenever I'd mutate into something I didn't want to be. Every time <laughs> I get upset. Not knowing you could change it. I mean, there were some cool forms. And, and as the game progresses, you fight bigger monsters let's say that you have more limbs and it, you can like get some pretty interesting forms and most once you get to like four or five limbs most forms you get are you at least somewhat useful yeah there are exceptions there are like certain red ones or purple ones that jump sideways and jumping's your main your main method of dodging attacks so it can throw you out of sync of your attack patterns well you can block yeah i never really did that you you hold down b and he shoves his face in the ground like an ostrich mm-hmm <laughs> My favorite one is one of the one limb ones where the the little flap is just supporting you, and I would hold B, and he would just face plant into the ground. <laughs> Good stuff. It, it works though. Like if they if they hit you, if you block and they hit you, they get stunned for like a literally a second. You have you can, and sometimes I could get it to work where I could still hit them, but sometimes they would recover by the time I could move and hit them. Like I was like, come on now. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't really utilize the plug. It's not this game. Is, it's not very good for that. It's not balanced well. <laughs> You can believe that this game wasn't balanced, but in 2002, nah. I mean, and the, the amount of damage you like we were talking about earlier, but the amount of damage you do sometimes is very interesting too. Like you can, you'll have some time where, like we were saying, it doesn't really make sense, and I and I never really understood that. Like I would sometimes they would do 30 damage to me, sometimes they would almost kill me, and I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> it's very strange. At least the maps are. I think I thought the maps were interesting as the game progresses, like the different maps that you go to, even though they're all kind of like fields. But yeah. I still thought they were kind of cool. We gotta eat the little wild bugs to restore the wilderness mm-hmm. yeah. to the ground. I did like that. And then you collect little hearts because you have to get so many hearts so that way your mates will produce more offspring. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it once you mate, you're basically your consciousness is tr- like transferred over to a new <laughs> little guy and it's very, very small and you're right, like you spawn right next to your the, the corpse <laughs> of your previous form. It's yeah. fairly grim, but it is what it is, I guess. The uh, the mother is nowhere to be seen. Yep, exactly. <laughs> In this world, when they made the male dies, period, there is no surviving. Yeah, it's straight up spider experience. Yeah, <laughs> it was amusing though. Like when when you first like the first time when you were the little and I, I was really confused. I'm running away and I'm so tiny. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And all of a sudden, it got he like he just got bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was really confused and then. I, it took a, it took a few bursts before I realized, oh, that's your dead. That's the old body, the dead male, just there with yep. no limbs. <laughs> he just been murdered. Exactly. <laughs> Very strange life people. cycle. Yeah, it's a strange life cycle of a cubivore. Yeah, I mean, it was amusing when when you bite people and you because you grab them by the limb and then you like throw their body after you. I, I, I was amused every time when I'd grab an enemy and it took me a bit to figure out how to like use the joystick because you have to like shake the joystick or pull back to mm-hmm. get him to throw the body. Yeah. There's those times, too, when you like you're able to like pounce on someone and kill them in the same motion. And then there's this 
purple arterial spray of blood like a samurai movie <laughs> and it says that's called an eat and run or something like that yeah. and it's like no additional commentary it's just like that's what they call it okay cool but what <laughs> what does that do for me other than watch the insides of the thing <laughs> lead out i don't know it just made it go faster i guess yeah, yeah. it happens also used sporadically that. When you get the second form, which is a bear, the first thing you kill are piggies, which is what mm-hmm. you were originally. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> this is kind of like, okay, hey, I was one of these. Let's kill them all. Like it's right. food chain for you. Yeah, I really hated the one limb creatures though so much until you get it. wasn't fun to me until you got a few limbs. Yep, definitely. You just move so weird. I mean, it's a. It definitely is a bizarre game. <laughs> It just, but it's not a it's not I don't think it's a bad game. I think it was I mean, it, I mean, it was a good game like to throw on just and put something else on that you that you're not paying that you rather listen to. Than mm-hmm. play. Yeah, the that. music's fine. It's very public domain, kind of late jazzy mm-hmm. the sound effects are all stock sound effects for sure. But nothing, nothing offensive in there. So you're not missing out. Yeah. And you, you do fight a lot of bosses in this game, too. Which I was yeah. surprised. Boy, do you <laughs> because you fight them all at, at the same time at the end. Yeah, I didn't see that level for some reason. <sighs> I did. <laughs> so I had actually gotten well, I was playing this. I was emulating this game. And for some reason with this game is you have to use the exact same save that you started with. So when I would turn off my emulator and turn back on my emulator, for some reason, it wouldn't recognize the memory card again. So then I had to only use save states, which led to issues with this game. <laughs> Because in the very end of the game, if you don't have 100 mutations, the game will kick you back to being reborn as a chick to try to have you help you get the rest of the mutations that you need. And you get the bad ending. Well, it just says game over and the game just ends. Mm-hmm. But because I was couldn't reload my save, I'm like, well, I'm not going to go back to being a pig or a bear. I'm like, I'm just done. So I just YouTube the rest of it. But I don't. it never explains to you once that you need to get so many mutations. It doesn't say a single word about it until you get this. It doesn't even tell you need 100. It just tells you that... Hey, I killed I killed Hitman Cubivore or Hitman, whatever the hell he was called. <laughs> but he wasn't the best; he was the second best. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and I, I was not. Where it it's really unlikely you're going to get a hundred the first time through anyway, because it doesn't introduce the darker colors until later in the game. So it's more difficult to get the darker colors on the less limbed Cubivores. So when you do the new game plus kind of thing, it starts filtering in those colors earlier on in the game. Oh, so you can get like some of the clash colors as a pig, one limb and whatnot. So it kind of helps speed it up, but it still took me like a full two playthroughs. I was like a three or four limbs chick before I hit 100. And then it kind of just shoves you into the final area. Mm. So is it worth it? No, <laughs> so because through it. Yeah, you get the 100 mutations and it's like, OK, let's go fight the king of all cubivores. And it throws you into a fight against probably like 10 or 12 of the bosses throughout the game all at once, mm-hmm. which is not great. You pretty much have to just run around until you can get one of them separated and then kill it. But that fight wasn't as bad as the next one. You fight. a I can't remember what they're called, but they're like four cubivores that are all solid clash colors or uh, the rage colors mm-hmm. and they all gang up on you at once and they do obscene amounts of damage have obscene amounts of health and then you fight the king of all cubivores or whatever the hell the same as killer cubivore mm-hmm. and he's got six limbs of course and 700 health like 699 i think when oh, i fought him no. 
if every time you kill him, his health bar refills and you have to take out his limbs one by one. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> it's oh boy. But then I, what happens? Uh, it gives you a really crappy ending of, hey, I did it. Oh. So the world, the world is mine. Yay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's up there with the rest of the dialogue in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not you, missing out. No, I, I wanted to do it. But when the game wanted me to, I was I was willing to keep going. But when the game wanted to reload my save and I'm like, oh, I can't reload my save. Well, we're uh, there was there. Was, I was I was done. Uh-huh. I was not coming back to that. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun, but that no, there was no way in hell I was gonna try to like reload. I mean, I don't think I think I don't think I could have reloaded and even tried to get there because there just wouldn't have been enough time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I don't like that a game does that to me. Where if I don't go and get like if I'm not planning to do it, I won't make it. And there's no like there should be hints. I should have been told something like, "Hey, you might want to get more mutation." Hey, you like give me like a little checkpoint, like, "Oh, you can't open this door because you don't have 75 mutations. Go get them." Like a Banjo Kazooie thing or something. Yeah, it's like the equivalent of old beat-em-ups, or if you play on an easier difficulty, it kind of kicks you out after a few stages. Be like, hey, try a harder difficulty if you want to see the real ending. Come on. (laughs) That was my most irritating thing about this game was those parts. Mm. Other than that, it's amusing. And hey, it's definitely original. At the time, this is definitely one of the most original games I think we played on the show. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, and all the names of all the worlds are so are kind of to me they were funny like White Still Highland Lake Getem Alti Marsh Paul Pasture I don't know I found them I found them amusing they are definitely the products of a bunch of <laughs> programmers sitting in a room like oh we need to name all these areas what do we do yeah then, localization team was MVPs <laughs> <laughs> and then one place is called Killing Plains where you get into an area where you just go and like I think there's a couple areas you like ten minutes just to go and kill everything oh, yeah. you want yep. to yep. Good way to stock up on some forums. I was just killing everything. Because I was kind of playing like an RPG. Like, my idea was if I kill more enemies, I wasn't so much thinking about mutations. I was thinking about, you know, getting my gut level stronger just because mm-hmm. that's how my brain was working and seeing this game, even though that's not what the game meant for me to be doing. It meant for me to be collecting colors and matching colors and mutating mm-hmm. and keeping track of mutation, which I was not doing. <laughs> yeah, you got the little bestiary that you can see what you have. I mean, I looked at it, but that was it. <laughs> And apparently you can roar in this game? Yeah, it's, I think it's Y, where it also centers the camera, which I use quite a bit because the camera is poopy, but it, yeah. it just kind of startles them, and they jump back, and that's it. I never did it. I didn't even know it was even in there. <laughs> I think it maybe made me do it once, but then I forgot about it or something. Do you like that each of the forms for each color have basically themed names for each limb? Mm-hmm. Like the the only one I can find right off the bat is the yellow pails are all tools basically. Like the one limb is a tire jack, two limb is a pedal, three mm. limb is cranky, four limb is dolly, five limb is forklift, and six limb is bulldozer. Can't remember any other ones. I think there's damn, I can't remember. <laughs> one of the gray ones, they all have the same word in them. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. And like the whole point of this game is you beat different bosses. You get like what's called raw meat. I think you get like a bone, like a a bone on you, like an eyeball on you, a a pig nose for some reason. Like it's just very odd. Yeah, I think it's the the claw that lets you run and lock on at the same time. Oh, yeah. A godsend. Mm -hmm. And then each time you get born, you don't have any of that stuff. You have to wait until you eat enough bosses to get it all back. Uh Yeah, that, that. And the only thing we have, like, there's also training things you have in this game where you do, like, little, like, you just hit a button and attack things and you 
train up different skills. Like you have a tongue, you train you train your tongue, you train your hump points, your horn. Which doesn't really do a whole lot, I feel like. I like the the rumble bowl that you just kind of rotate the stick and spin around in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was funny. With the treadmill where you're just walking a line. The worst one is the one that you have to like pull on the piece of wood and let go at a certain oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, screw that thing. <laughs> I like how he gets the scar. He's like, hey, I'm more attractive now. <laughs> it was it was a very amusing game, though. So the types of cubivores, according to this wiki page, are the yellow braids, the redipeds, blueocytes, purpials, and the cryodines. If anyone was really, really interested in that. Mm-hmm. And they all have different stats, apparently. The yellows are strong and they block well. The reds can jump high. That's really all they can do. The blues can pounce from a long range, but they're kind of glass cannons. The purples all walk in reverse and sometimes even attack in reverse, which is super useful, let me tell you. And the gray ones sprint faster. Yep. So, so, Jeff, how far did you get in this game before you had enough? Um, I... Honestly, I think I got it like about midway when I presume through bear. <laughs> and then I watched some videos just to get acquainted with uh, the life of chick. But yeah, back in the day, I did beat it. I don't remember if when, I got 100 or not. But when Mike was he had finished pig and he was contemplating stopping. He's like, well, is the, the combat change at all? I'm like, no, it's, you, you pretty much experienced the game at this yeah. point. Like yep. you get more limbs and it's different forms, but it's pretty much the same the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Like they had this one cool idea about the colors and evolution, and they're like, "Let's make a game around that." What else do we do? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Apparent, apparently, there's also an area if you get all 150 mutations. I don't know. Where you can just eat things, and all the beasts are mostly non-aggressive. Called Shangri-La. Hmm. Okay. I will never see because I will never play this game again. Mm-hmm. Anything else we even have <laughs> to say about this game? I was like, yeah, it's so simple, honestly. It's, like, yeah, it's I would as... suggest that anyone who's interested should um, spend eight hundred dollars on it so they can they can play it. <laughs> you know, this is one of those games where I, I feel no remorse when I play it other ways, just because it's like Nintendo is never going to re-release this game ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they should. I think if you re-release this game now, you charge five bucks for it. Just throw it on the eShop. Some people would buy it. Even $10. People would buy it. Five. Yeah. You mean 60 right? Hmm, yeah. <laughs> it's not. Even it'd be worth about 10 10 to 15 I think it'd be a good price for this game on the eShop. And I think people would I think people would probably like it and play it because it's it's so different. And it's, it is amusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not. It would, you know, I mean, it wasn't good, but it's not terrible. <laughs> I played worse. Yeah, yes. absolutely. That's the. The benchmark is you've played worse than absolutely. It's good. And <laughs> <laughs> where we are in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had more fun playing this than I did Blood Omen 2. And third birthday. No, I had more fun with third birthday. Yeah, well, that doesn't make it right. <laughs> I enjoyed most of third birthday until I got near the end of the game. All right. Um, if there's nothing else we have to say about Cubor, we can go to questions, comments, or memories. Do you, do you have some? Actually, yes. <laughs> wow. I was a little surprised, too, but mainly from a Nintendo GameCube enthusiast. They were the only people that I thought might even have anything to say about this game that actually know it existed. <laughs> uh, first one from Corey Wayne. I'm alive. I must eat. Yeah, which is this game. I think it's directly quote from it the is. game. I mean, that's all you do is eat from Joseph Phillip. Weird thing is I remember this was supposed to be for the N64, perhaps the DD drive. 
This was reworked for the GameCube, but no one wanted to publish this game for North America outside of Japan, but Atlas picked it up as publisher. Yeah, they published a lot of weird crap back in the day. I really like Atlas, though. I think they're a great publisher. I mean, they, they were games that I would p- go out of my way to go and find for PS2 and things because they were just they would have some really, I thought, interesting titles. Oh, yeah. Absolutely agree. Are you a fan of Atlas, Jeff? I, I don't know. I guess I, I don't really give them that much thought. They I don't play a ton of RPGs yeah, anymore. That's... So, yeah. Yeah, that the, is there. The people that are there are very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love RPGs, so that's what always draw me that, that name when I see that name on a box, especially because those boxes would end up going away usually. <laughs> so I would buy yeah, them. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. So I, I still have done that a lot when I see Atlas. I'll buy it just because if it's like 10 bucks, it's Atlas. I'll just buy it. All right, from John Sakura. When I was working at GameStop, we'd we'd often get historic releases like this one if someone pre-ordered. So the so the other employees and myself would pre-order to make sure we'd get them in stock day of release. We end up getting four total, all of us snagging it and falling in love with the weird and delightful translation. The game itself was fun, but the driving force was definitely the writing and Atlas localization team was definitely in full swing during the era. Great, ridiculous stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and from Dan Solderman, waiting for the successor of QB Horror for 20 years already. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and from Chandler Lorenz, yes, Atlas, I'm a, I much rather would have had this on GameCube than Shin Megami Tensei or Persona. <laughs> I'm, I never really played a lot of those Shin Megami games, ever. Yeah. One day I find that. Persona 4 is the only one I've actually beaten. And I got two comments from the I watched the entire Overblood Super Replay. Uh, first one I want to read from Jack Myers. I always wanted to try this. Okay. <laughs> you should. You should try it. You shouldn't buy it for 800 off. You should try it. <laughs> and f- from Jerrica Brannigan, how much did you pay for that? Or is it something you had lying around you picked up when it first came out? Because if I remember right, this game is up there with things like Rule of Rose and Odama as ludicrously expensive niche titles. I forgot about Odama. Odama is ludicrously expensive now? I guess I'm going to look that up right now. I know Rule of Rose is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's. Roll Rose is a few hundred bucks for sure. No, Domus has 25 bucks the first thing that came up. Um, eh, it's around the 80 mark. Well, maybe this one is not. I don't know why someone's selling it for $25 then. Huh. Yeah, there's no one selling it for 80 or 70 so I don't. Hmm. I wonder if it's some kind of like. <laughs> it's not really the game, but we'll sell you the case. Uh-huh. Oh, there goes that. I was going to retire on that, but oh well. <laughs> you could sell your cube of <laughs> No thanks. <laughs> no thanks. Okay, so yeah, it does have yeah. I, okay, Yodama's not that expensive. Not like this game is. No. Rule Rose, just to answer that other question. Okay, that's like an eight hundred dollar game. Yeah, that's so smart. That's one thing I, I don't like about like games should be, in my opinion, should always be re released when they, especially stuff like this. Like if you can throw it off and throw it on some digital platform so people can experience without trying to charge people. Like example, I just looked up Haunting Ground. That's going for over eight hundred dollars. Somebody's trying to sell it brand new for two over two grand. Wow. Just re-release games for people sometimes, if you can. I mean, if it's not a rights issue, like, find a way, if it's, you know, affordable, release it. Get it out there. So not you don't have idiots on eBay trying to sell your game for $4,000 in, in a cube. Did Earthbound go down? I see a lot of, like, $20 marks on here. Either they're reproduction cartridges or something happened. They're probably reproduction cards. Yeah. Oh, here All we right. go. Here's a complete inbox for $14,999. That's more like it. <laughs> all right well that wraps up all the questions i have i think we should go to shelf stacker box then yeah and mike <clears throat> this is your pick why don't you go first um man that's actually a tough call because i did have fun playing it there until those last couple of fights that are bad difficulty spikes not great <laughs> but 
it really just feels like they had this one idea for this one mechanic and then built a game around it and everything else has kind of suffered because of it. But it's still fun and I'm sure I'll play it again someday, just not anytime soon. So I'll go ahead and put it in the stack. Okay. And since I don't remember if we had you on, Jeff, and we had stack, I can't remember. Stack is kind of like the middle ground of something that you you, you, you don't want to throw in the boxes. You like it more than that, but you don't really want to put it on a shelf because not something that you want to advertise. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Jeff? Well, it's too valuable to do anything other than put it in the box. <laughs> I mean, lock it up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, as far as playing it, I think I'm good for now. <laughs> the real question is, was this more fun to revisit than Gotcha Force was? Oh, that's a great question. No. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. They're a bunch of very unique games. Yeah. It's a better game, though. Gotcha Force is actually a lot of fun. At it least it had the decency to give you difficulty spikes partway into the game and then save it for the end. Right. Right. Oh, my end of my Cuban War was just game over because I didn't have 100 patients <laughs> and I couldn't reload my save the game. So game over and just went away. And I'm like, well, I guess I beat it. Okay, we're done. All right. So I'll, I'll go last. I'm going to put this in the box. I, I'm glad I tried it. I'm glad that we'll be one of the few podcasts that actually covered this game. And I will <laughs> never play it again in my life. Ever. Ever. Never need to. It's going in the box. It's, it's done. I'm I'm good. It's, it's bizarre. It's strange. It's weird. It's kind of not. It's it has it has its fun moments, but nothing I need to ever see again in my life. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, in the box. <laughs> All right, and that wraps up that section. Um, Jeff, did you have anything that you wanted to plug? Yeah, you should play Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus if you haven't already. I've gotten <laughs> back into that, and that game's phenomenal. I have never played it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's like the only roguelike, well, that and maybe Enter the Gungeon, the only two roguelikes that I really connect with. So if you slept on it, play Binding of Isaac. It's so good. Oh, my wife has probably hundreds of hours into that series. So, yes, she'll be happy to hear that. (laughs) It's always caught my attention, but I stay away from roguelites because they I suck at them. So (laughs) you just got to keep playing until you finally get get the groove. Yeah, like 20 XDX. I'll make you play that someday for the show. That's a good game. I was playing that a bunch, but then I just couldn't. I don't know. I, I, I would be okay, and I get near the end, and I'd be like, okay, now it's getting too hard for me. <laughs> it's, for those who don't know, it's basically Mega Man X as a roguelike. It's it's a lot of fun. This is a good game, though. I don't know. I've, I've, I've always wanted to get into roguelikes, but it, it's never happened yet. It's always on that. It's just one of those things that I just have never been able to get into. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day. We'll see. All right. And then before we, and I also want to thank Jeff for coming on this again and coming on for another weird ass GameCube title. Absolutely. <laughs> Anytime we want to talk about GameCube, I'm game. I think are there other, there's other strange GameCube games, aren't there still? Oh, of I'm course. sure there are. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. It's the right. GameCube, baby. It is a good system. I do really like the GameCube a lot. So, hey, I'm, it, hey because thanks to the show, I've actually played some games I never played before. Like, I finally played Pikmin. There you go. Yeah. Which is not weird, but really good. GameCube had a lot of, of oddities. Killer Seven. Oh yeah, Dark and Sky, the Skittles game. <laughs> the Skittles game. Um, Chibi Robo, which Chibi I have not Robo. covered on the show yet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> One day, uh, Ribbit King, which I just found recently. Oh right? yeah, with Frolf. I didn't know that existed. I was looking up weird stuff, and I'm like, what the hell is this? They had a lot of card-based RPGs like Lost Kingdoms and Baton Kaidos. Baton Kaido, bait, whatever the hell you pronounce that. That's that I've always wanted to play. I actually own that next to me. That's a rare game now. I think. Yeah. I think all of GameCube's rare at this point. Back in the day when I used to go to my GameStop, um, and you would have, like, you know, in, in games that you would have on all three systems, the GameCube version would be always the most expensive. And yeah. PS2 would always be the cheapest. Yep, yep. So I used to buy the PS2 version instead. 
I wouldn't buy multi-platform games on GameCube just at that point once I had all three. All right. I think that's enough of me just trying <laughs> to say things. Um, so first, we, as we did mention earlier, we do have the Patreon. We still have the poll going. I'm going to run the poll until July 4th, and I'm going to cut it, and then we will decide the, pilot, the first pilot test episode based on the vote. So you have time to get your votes in. The time you're hearing us, you still have about two weeks to do it. So please uh, go do it. Four options are the first episodes of the X-Men animated series, Batman animated series, Spider-Man animated series, and the first Justice League cartoon. Yes, definitely go sign up for that. Only throw us a dollar, that's all we're asking. And if you enjoyed this weird-ass episode, we have tons of other episodes that we cover. Most are not as weird as this. This is one of our Stranger Games and shorter episodes. So definitely go check out. And if you want to hear Mr. Cork again, he's on episode 50, episode 60, and whatever Gotcha Force was, which I did not look up before I started talking. 100 and something, probably. Yes, it was 100 and something. So go find Uh, that. 107. Perfect. Also (laughs) qualifies as a weird game. There you go. And we yeah, have another a, weird one coming up. It's a good weird game, though. It's actually really fun to play. Um, go ahead and spoil it now. The next really odd game we have coming up is Graffiti Kingdom on PS2. And Mike has no experience with it, so that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea what's coming up with that. <laughs> yeah, good luck. I think you might like it better than this one. <laughs> I won't be eating things, and I won't be getting all excited because I can mate. So that, that'll be a plus right there. There you go. I mean, any game is like that if you play it right. <laughs> uh, usually they don't have dialogue on the screen. He goes, I can mate, I can mate. All excited, like usually. Not not the games I play usually. <laughs> I was going to say, this is all, that's all in the games you play, I'm sure. Yes, that's why I had to go. But all right. And then the only other, and then other things I want to say is I should mention what we're talking about next week. We are going to be talking about Resident Evil 4, finally. After all this time, finally going to be covering that classic game. Been on the list twice, I think. Twice, Couple. yeah. It was on the list, and I got it got taken off because I was trying to get a particular person. It didn't work out, so then I had to take it off. And then I put it back on because I'm just going to play it now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So we are talking about that next week. Also, I want to give a plug out to Bill Tucker Show, which is currently live. Go check out a gamer looks at forty, so you can find you'll if I remember right, you will see a link in the show notes. Otherwise, just search Google Gamer Looks at Forties on all your podcast platforms. Definitely go check him out. He's starting his new his he started his show. It's got like six or seven episodes out so far, and I know I'm on it and one of the more recent ones, one of the ones coming up. So yeah, I know I'm, I'm in the Mario episode that went up two <laughs> weeks ago, I think. Yeah. And also want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, a.k.a. Mike Stoney from ZP Bite the Bullet. Song is the Cool Kid Squad, so you will see a link in the show notes to his YouTube channel. And again, I want to thank you guys for all listening. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. You will see a link to most social medias in the show notes. Definitely check that out. And again, I want to thank Jeff for coming on the show again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And we will see you guys all next time for less weird games. (laughs) Bye, everybody. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.